Welcome to the Impact Church Podcast. It's week number seven, and we're talking today about Jesus is living under an open heaven. And that means you're living under an open heaven. And Jesus operated in a realm where angels were ascending and descending on the Lamb of God. He understood how to activate and bring heavy payloads of resources out of the heavenly realm into the natural realm. And that's what you're called to do as well. So come on, let's learn today about what it is we can do to make sure we were pulling big cargo out of heaven because it's open above you right now. Hey, let's get into the word. We're doing the series called What Is Jesus Doing? How many knew that? How many knew that? What is Jesus doing? And uh, so we want to talk about that because Jesus is with you every day by the Spirit of God. The very anointed one is working with you and in you. And I want you to know that Every day, you are just a, a supernatural expression of heaven. Every day. And so we just want you to know what Jesus is doing. So today, I just want to say to you this. Listen, Jesus is living under an open heaven. And Jesus declared he was living under an open heaven. So that means that you are living under an open heaven. So you don't have any obstacles. You have nothing between you and God. The new and living way. What is the new and living way? Jesus is the new and living way. So Jesus made a way. In the old covenant, there was all kinds of bondage, all kinds of hindrances. But there's no dome over you of demonic activity. There's no struggle for you to step into the very throne of God. In fact, he says, come boldly to the throne of grace. You have absolute access by the Spirit of God to his presence. There's nothing blocking you. You are living under an absolute open heaven. Amen. You're allowed to say amen. Amen. So John 21, 25, and these are also many other things that Jesus did, to which if they were all written one by one, I suppose even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. That's the end of the book of John. John wrote his book so that you would know that Jesus was the Son of God. So he wanted you to know that. And so he wrote all kinds of miraculous things, talked about the I am's of Jesus. He wanted to reveal Jesus is the son of God. And in John chapter 10, he writes about Jesus, that Jesus said of himself in John chapter 10, you can go read it. But Jesus said, if I don't do miracles, don't listen to me. If, I, if there are not signs and evidence, if the words that I speak are not accompanied by miraculous signs and wonders, don't listen to me. So I'm not here to preach sermons, and I'm not here to give you information. I'm here to manifest an open heaven, and I'm here to manifest the glory of God. If there are no miracles, take Impact Church off the wall, shut it down, because we're just having silly history lessons, and there's no benefit to it at all. If we don't have God's presence, what are we doing? Moses said, don't take us from here. If your presence don't, doesn't go with us, I'm not taking another step. We cannot have life. We cannot have church. We cannot have community without the presence of God. And Jesus lived under an open heaven. Jesus lived in a current encounter with the presence of God. Are you living in a current fresh encounter with the presence of God? Do you come and go? Do you randomly feel his presence and and have a sense of him speaking to you, walking with you? Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I see. I only do what I see, not what I saw, what I heard, but I only do what I see. It's a current right now, present truth that I'm walking. I am seeing God active in the room right now. I am seeing heavenly beings and angels. I'm seeing, you say, what do you mean there's angels in your pouring globs of glory? Because in the spirit, I could see angels coming with big jars of honey and it was pouring all over you. 
Do you know that, that there is a spiritual realm that's more real than this realm? Do you understand that the things that are unseen are more real than the things that are seen? Even whatever is seen came from the unseen. But God has given you eyes to see and to live in the unseen realm. Jesus saw before it even happened. I see. I see what the Father's doing. The words that I speak are not my own. I only speak what the Father is speaking. So if everything Jesus did, John is saying, if everything Jesus did was written down, there's not enough room in the world. Say the world. I mean the world. It's a big world. There's not enough room in the world to contain the volumes that would be written. Wowzers. He did a lot of stuff. Here's the amazing thing. Is the devil's having a nervous breakdown because the church is starting to get just a little bit of a revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, the whole purpose of Jesus coming, John the Baptist summarized it. He's coming to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. He's coming so that as Jesus is, so are you in this world. He's coming so that you start doing so many things that if the volume's written about what you did were written, the world couldn't contain it. Do you understand it? It's your turn. Jesus did his turn, and he went high five to the Holy Ghost, and that same spirit that filled him and animated him is now in you. And so now you are loosed, and you are living under an open heaven. So let me just share with you, because the slides will take too long. So a guy named Nathaniel is praying underneath a tree, and he's praying under a tree, and then his brother comes and says, you got to come. The notes are online. You can read them later. But he goes, and he tells him, you got to come. We found him. He said, we found Jesus Christ. We found Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's the one. He didn't say we found the Son of God. He said we found a man, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's the Son of God. And he said, I want you to come and see him. So Nathaniel comes to see Jesus. And when he's walking towards him, he says, Nathaniel, there's a guy without guile. There's a guy. And he looked at him and says, why are you saying that about me? And he says, if I told you I saw you underneath the fig tree, do you believe that? And so he went, dude, I was below the fig tree. I was in that place. You saw me in that place? And Nathaniel was really touched by that. But he says, that's nothing. That, I, that I'm telling you and giving you a word of knowledge that I saw where you were and I understand that. You think that's amazing? I'm telling you what you're going to see is you're going to see heaven open above the Son of Man. And you're going to see angels ascending and descending. Say ascending. Say descending. Which one is first? Ascending. So angels are here in this room right now. Angels are with you every day. And you see, they are ready to ascend, bring heavy-duty cargo from heaven, and ship it into your world. They are ready. They, they are like, uh, you know, I will see that truck, you know, the two brothers, two movers or whatever, you know. It's kind of funny. They're, move, they're moving stuff all the time. Two guys in a truck. Yeah, right. They're moving stuff all the time. Well, you know what? You got with you two angels in a truck. And they are literally ready to go up. It says... Fix your mind, fix your eyes on things above. It doesn't say fix your eyes on Jesus above. It says fix your eyes on things above where Christ is seated. So where Christ is seated, there's storehouses of heavenly favor. And you see, Jesus is saying, you think that was amazing, Nathaniel? You hang around with me and you know all that stuff John said you couldn't write about? You're going to start to see an open heaven in full manifestation. You're going to start to see massive downloads of heaven. Because we sang all these songs, and all those songs were in my sermon. I told George I was preaching something else, changed it yesterday. But he was in the spirit. He had all the right songs. The heavens are open. The heavens are open. The heavens open above you. 
And you're in partnership with Almighty God. He's got no other way to change the world except you. There's no other plan, and he's not making up another plan because he trusts you and believes in you. And he believes you're going to get the picture, you're going to get the revelation that upon your world, you should live out of supernatural favor. You are called to live an unexplainable existence. It's a sad thing if our lives look an awful lot like our neighbors. Now, I'm not giving you a prescription for what you should be doing. I'm not asking you to check boxes and be a better person. I'm giving you a description of the reality that is yours. And you don't have to check boxes to make it so. You just have to say, thank you, Jesus. That's the hard part. Is it's the rest of faith. It's not the aggressive attempt of faith. It's the rest of faith. I just say, I receive it. I receive it. And you know, whatever. I don't move by sight. I move by faith. So if my sight doesn't align with that, I trust you, Jesus. And I know that you're working all things together for good. So I'm going to rest. The only thing I'll yield is timelines. But otherwise... Your word is yes and amen in my life. Amen. So he says the heaven, you're going to see the heavens open. So when did he see the heavens open? Feeding the 5,000. Out of nowhere came food for a multitude. I mean, when, when people got restored limbs, got stuff, when, when dead people got raised to life, when, whatever Jesus did, that was all done because he lived under an open heaven. That was all done because a man was smeared in the revelation of who he was, and he understood that angels are sent. Hebrews says angels are sent to minister along with those who are inheriting salvation. Are you inheriting salvation? Is there anyone here inheriting salvation? Is there anyone here who's a believer? That means you're a believer. It means I am a child of God. I'm a co-heir, joint heir with Jesus Christ. If that's you, that means that angels are already assigned to you. That means that you already have unbelievable privilege and you have access to the heavenly realm and you got two guys in a truck ready to just go and bring heavenly cargo into your world. Not just for you, but to smear everything around you with the glory of God. Because you are living under an open heaven. You are, you are an open heaven. You are a gateway to the supernatural realm. You are a path to every good thing. You are the hope of your community. You're the hope of your neighborhood. You're the hope of the earth. Your job isn't your job. It's just a disguise so that you can get there and manifest the kingdom. That's your job. You're a minister of Almighty God who has a little side gig to get you in the door. The heavens are open all above you, everywhere above you, the heavens. See, the reason I had in my mind cessation is because there are denominations. I had that in my mind from the first service. Sadly, I said it. But there are organizations that the reason they don't speak in tongues or believe in, you know, prophecy and healings and stuff is because it's their doctrine. And they've embraced a doctrine called cessationism. Cessationism is a doctrine. If you go to a lot of seminaries and Bible schools, 95% of them, they will teach you that the gifts of the Spirit are over. That's not who we are. And it's not true. It's not true. It's made up. They decided at 367, I think it was, when they canonized the Bible, and a bunch of guys got together and picked a bunch of books and said, this is the Holy Scripture. For some reason, they took a verse out of 1 Corinthians 13 and said that we once were like children, but now we're not because maturity has come. So they designated maturity as we got the Bible. So they changed it from Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, literally, to Father, Son, and Holy Book. So now my church preaches the Word of God. Amen. We believe the word. My pastor, line upon line, preaches the word. That's good. So did Jesus. But Jesus said, if I preach the word line upon line and there's no miracles, don't listen to me. Yeah, we have a lot of places that have told you, you will never experience a miracle here because we don't believe in it. And that should be a great big sign. Get out. 
I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to say, wake up, church, because God ain't fooling around. Amen. So there. But we're continuationists, and that is that we believe that unabated, the purposes of God, the miracles of God, the supernatural things of God, there is nowhere in Scripture you'd have to take a word out of context to believe that that is not a present truth in the body of Christ. And it really is, and we should be doing it. And I love that, you know, Jesus did stuff. You know, it shouldn't be surprising. I went to church, and a lady had a hole in her bladder, and they had to bypass her bladder with an outer bag. And then when they went back to go fix her bladder, they took off the bag and told her, excuse me, there's nothing wrong with you. And they literally said, it's a miracle. I don't know what happened. Now, you go tell a bunch of people that, and they would go, oh, you know, every once in a while, I get, you know, it's okay every once in a while if God wants to do something. You see, it's not that God did something. It's that you stepped in a community of believers, and they commanded you to be well. It's because you got a group of believers who know how to get cargo out of the heavenly realm. And they know that we're responsible to do it. So that's what you do. So, so let me give you three ways to loose cargo out of heaven. You ready? Number one, with your feet. Because it says that Peter, wherever he walked, it says people thought that his shadow had power, but it really wasn't a shadow. Peter was like a human sprinkler of glory. He had so much glory that it was oozing out of his life. And he'd go to Max Milk to get some, you know, Cheetos or something. And just while he's walking down the aisles, people are getting slammed and people are getting healed. And then people start to talk about, what happened to you? Peter walked by me and I was healed. What? That's crazy. What happened to you? Well, Peter walked by me and a tumor fell out of my body. I didn't even know it was there. All of a sudden, oh my God. Peter walked by lame people, just, you know, excuse me, pardon me, so sorry. And they're standing up. So they thought, oh my goodness, you just got to get close enough to Peter, which is true. It wasn't his shadow, but he did have a shadow because of his relationship with the sun. And when you're in relationship with the sun, you have a shadow. Me and my shadow. Wherever we go, it's me and my shadow. This service is brought to you by Spotify. <laughs> but you know, that's what happens with you. It says, it says everywhere you go, whatever place you go, wherever your feet tread, there's the kingdom of God. So everywhere you go, the gospel of peace, shalom, wholeness, brokenness, it's all taken care of. Because you walked in the room. When you walked into the room, everything changes. That's not just about Jesus, that's about you. As I was sent, I send you. So you walk in and you literally, unconsciously, I, I didn't have to say anything unconsciously. Oh, gosh, another one got healed. Wow. Oh, there's another one. It's because you are so saturated with God. So you walk, your feet, your feet take you. Take, you take the glory wherever you go. So then there's, there's your hands. Lay your hands on the sick and they, every once in a while, whoo, you win. Lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. I love that song. He's building his church. And then it says, and he never fails. He never fails. We have a history of failure and it dominates our subconscious. And our subconscious is so packed with failure, we have a hard time even believing again. It's painful. But the Holy Spirit's going to push back. He's going to heal even our minds. He's going to heal even our experiences. And don't be afraid to get in his face about that. He says, command me. Put me in remembrance of my promises. Sometimes I get, I get ugly, you know, with God about stuff. Because I hate what I see. 
So you got your hands. Lay your hands to the sick and they shall recover. Your hands. It says the, the God did incredible miracles through the hands of Paul, many signs and wonders. He was so saturated with the anointing, they could touch his body with garments, and they could take the garment a thousand miles away, and the anointing was so substantial that that garment was saturated with a traveling anointing that a garment, a piece of a substance of something, carried the anointing and caused a breakthrough. It would be really stupid if we worshiped the garment after that. It's not the garment. It was the anointing shatters every yoke. So then there's the last one, the word, all right? He sent his word, and he healed them. The word, your word is powerful. We just sang a song, uh, you know, the, the, the kingdom and our word, and as we speak, and it said he's given you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you speak is what is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose is what is loosed in heaven. So because you're seeing and you're hearing you're aligned with him, you know what is illegal in this realm. And you know that you have authority as a, as a cop of the Holy Ghost. You can call out with authority, and not just with authority, but power. You can command things that are not right to go. And you can do that. And words are powerful. Like Jesus, two people, they were both, they were both Gentiles. We had the, the woman uh, who, when he said, I can't give the bread to the dog, she went, woof, woof, bow, wow. I'll take the crumbs then. He said, wow, that's amazing faith. And then a centurion, a Roman guy, I mean, he said, look, if you are who you say you are, you don't have to come to my house. Jesus said, okay, I'll come to your house and we'll deal with that. He says, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. If you really are who you say you are, and you're not an imposter, I mean, if all this stuff is done because you are the son of God indeed, and you have that authority, you just speak the word. Because I understand how authority works. Just speak the word and it'll be done. Jesus said, wowzers, love this guy. Jesus spoke right there and instantly it was done. How cool is that? Well, you got that same authority and power. You are an open heaven. You are a dispenser of heavenly favors everywhere you go. So use your words. It says, whatsoever you desire, whatsoever you believe. It says, when you speak it with your mouth, it's going to come into manifestation. Don't doubt in your heart. You will have whatever you say. So what do you say? That's why just standing there in, in, in the worship service, I was saying, thus said the Lord, fill in the blank. Like, thus saith the Lord, fill in the blank. What do you say? Open your mouth and he will fill it. Speak to your situation. Speak to your circumstances. You're not waiting for someday your ship will come in. Right now, that miracle, you know where, you know where the address of your miracle is? It's right here. The miracle's on your mouth. What do you say? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. You know, when you speak, you can speak creative things and you can call things into manifestation. You can also speak nonsense over stuff as well. What do you say? You know, I got to discipline myself that if I'm kind of doubting something, I just be quiet. Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy to doubt. It, it's what's a manifestation that is really happening that's really strong. It's easy for you to say, Pastor, you're not feeling right now in your body what I'm going through. Oh, it's not. It's not easy for me. I understand that that manifestation is real. But I'll tell you what else is real. The word of God is real. Your healer is real. Your deliverance is real. So what are you going to do? We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight, which is we don't walk by our senses. Therefore, we walk in the realm of nonsense. Pastor, it's nonsense to believe what you're telling me right now. Exactly. And that's how those things come into manifestation. All right, stand up.